Hello, everyone. This is Dragging the Table, and I am your host, DJ. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty okay, as per usual. That is like, if my uh, how I felt was an emoji, it would be the meh face. But not because I feel meh, but because I feel like my baseline is like pretty okay, man. Hey, are you doing good? No. Are you doing bad? No. Just pretty okay. Which I guess, if I'm being honest, is just another way of saying meh. But that's just not... When someone says, how are you doing? And you say, meh. Uh, it's hard not to... I don't know. That's like the... That's like the... My wife of jokes or of, of answers to how you're doing when you don't want to talk to someone. Eh. And if you're not funny, you just say things like whenever someone says, uh, yeah, I, uh, I had to go and ask my wife first because, and then someone yells, my life, the only person in this, in this current day of 2019, the year of our Lord that can get away with doing the, my wife thing is our old pal, Doug Benson. Anyone other than that, you're not funny and if you say to yourself well the people around me laugh when i do it that just uh, confirms my theory that you're not funny you know why i know that because you surround yourself with unfunny people that think that's funny because it's not anymore it's only funny when one guy does it and doug benson took it sorry i wish i could help you but your boy's funny and you're not how else can I alienate you? Why did I even go off on this tangent? What was I saying even? I don't even know. I was I've been thinking about comedians. I think about comedians way too much. Way, 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 way too much. Like I have opinions. I have opinions about comedians, and am I one? Absolutely not. Not even a little bit. Do I say, oh, that's why I was making this point, and I'll, then I'll get back to comedians. People that think that they're funny because people around them are funny or laugh at the things that they say, before they say, I, before you, if you're that person that you're like, well, all the people around me laugh, there is, there is a line. And granted, this is an arbitrary line that I have come up with and drawn in my own head, but I think it's a pretty good line. Follow me on this one. If the people around you laugh when you tell a joke, the first, the first thing you need to do and take into consideration is the caliber of person who is laughing at you. See what they think is funny that you don't say. If they think Jeff Dunham is funny, then, I mean, maybe don't uh, trust their judgment. Because there can only be one Jeff Dunham. I don't think he's very funny, but his ticket sales would beg to differ with my opinion. But you also don't see a million ventriloquist comedians touring the United States and beyond. So, there you go. Now, if there is, if you're, okay, and even further caveat to that caveat is there used to be a guy that I worked for that he used to hold court. Oh man, he would just be at work and he would just hold court in front of those in front of all the guys. And people would just laugh at his jokes and they would tell him how funny he is. 
And then if you real one day I wasn't like I wasn't there as he begun as he began to hold court. Am I recording? Wouldn't that be a travesty? I wasn't there as he began to hold court and I got to walk past it and see it happening. I saw like 10 guys around this guy ta- around this boss talking. And I specifically say boss because that's when it hit me that it was 10 employees laughing at things that their boss said. And I was like, oh, you're not funny at all. These guys just like the feeling they get when you are nicer to them because they laughed at your jokes. So you're not funny. Because he wasn't funny, and I didn't understand why people laughed at his jokes, but it wasn't until I was standing on the outside of it looking in that I was like, oh, they just are doing the thing that seems right in the moment. So if you're either of those two people, you're not funny. Sorry about your luck. Now, there is a turn, there is a line where people start saying, uh, not just saying you're funny or saying or laughing at you, but saying you should do comedy. Now, that might be a sign that you're slightly funnier than guy who holds court in front of his employees, but again, the same criteria you need to go through that same litany of questions. What What is this person's benchmark for comedy? Again, who's another... If it's Carrot Top, then stop. Hey, if it's Carrot Top, then stop. Because much like Jeff Dunham, there's only one Carrot Top. You're not going... If you... You're going to see Carrot Top for two reasons. One... You know he's got the fun props. God only knows what he's going to do with that trombone you see in the box that he hasn't taken out yet, and it's been 45 minutes. But it's also Carrot Top. There's just, you just, he's just in the zeitgeist. Name, I'll give you eternity. Name one more prop comedian and don't go on the internet. You can't. Because, again, much like Jeff Dunham, I appreciate. The craft that, or I get—I don't even know if you would call it the craft. I appreciate the hustle of Carrot Top because that dude has figured out how to just get money out of people and just be a goof. Like anyone who would. Here's the thing about Jeff Dunham or uh, Carrot Top: you can say they're not good, and you might even be right. But those fools just get to act however they want all day, every day, and they get paid. And that I can appreciate. Oh, I can appreciate that. Man, call me stupid, but if you just want to watch me not be able to do a cartwheel all day long, man, I'll fail. I I definitely, truly can't do a cartwheel. If you want to see me not be able to do one on camera, I'll do it for money. It's going to have to be a lot. But I'll do it if that's my thing. There's the prop comedian, there's the ventriloquist, and then there's the there's the the Chris Farley lookalike who's way not as funny and cannot do a cartwheel, and that's why it's funny because he's the lookalike. He's the stunt double, not the actual guy. The odds of you being funny is just so so small, so small. You will say funny things. I've said funny things, I, and we all have those dreams, whether it's being a comedian or whatever it is, of like being so great at that one thing, the one thing that's like, especially when the thing seems easy, whatever it is, like you watch, like 
hearing comedians talk about their craft, it's funny because they talk about it as though they're like, I don't know if anyone understands this. Like, you know, we get to go up there and we just, once we're doing our hour special, like we get to just, we just have to go up there and make it look like we're making it up on the spot and that's hard and I don't know if people understand the you know how you have to go touring and this and that excuse me but the thing is is that is every aspect of life I've worked in construction the majority of my adult life and the best guys the guys that the best subcontractors I've ever worked with are the ones that you think that you could just do their job you're like, I could do this. This dude makes crazy money. I could just do what he does. Uh, no, the hell you cannot. Because much like those comedians that have been doing it for 20 years and they make it look effortless, so has your boy who's laying tile and makes it look like it's just something he does in his sleep. Because it is, because he's also been doing it for 20 years. So I totally get that, like fantasizing about being able to just walk into doing something that looks easy. But the problem is, is you have to put time into it. And not to bring it back to, you know, me talking about what this thing is, but that's part of why this show exists. It's because I would like to be better. And the only way to do it... Do you know how many times I've put off doing this show now? I started by, like, doing a dumb recording every single day. Because I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. And I had, I for one reason or another, there was some personal stuff, there was whatever. I just had to, I had to keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And, uh, I didn't record for like a week or so. And then I came back to it and it was like, oh man, it was rough getting into it again. And I don't even know what this thing is going to sound like, but I feel the less, I feel the least manic on it, uh, since I've come back to recording again. The point is, is that it's, everything is hard. There is, there, granted, there's always an exception to the rule. There always, always, always is. Someone is just going to step into whatever it is that you're like, someone has to do that job for a minimum of 10 to 15 years before they can even start being good at it. And in three, they'll be great. But again, you you look just, I don't know. I pay way too much attention to comedy. So I look at someone like Brendan Schaub who, you know, again, I I don't know anyone. I don't know anything. I just, I just infer things from what I hear on podcasts and what I read on Twitter. But like there is a, you know, part of Brendan Chobb is, I think his showtime, he's getting a showtime special. And part of like the trailer for it was basically him walking around LA or I assume LA and then having all of the, like him having him, he would be talking to people uh, basically about like doing comedy, whatever it was, but it would be him. Like, there was one of him dressed up like a woman or him dressed up like the guy selling hot dogs or whatever. And the whole thing was that the people were like, ugh, can't believe it. You've only been doing this for three years. How do you how do you get in your own special already? I mean, there are guys like him that he gets to do a special after three years because he puts in more work than the normal comedian because he was a former MMA guy and knows what it takes to, like, he understand. I imagine anyway. He understands training. He understands that you can't just. Uh, you have to do it even when you don't want to, and especially when you don't want to. That is the time when you need to do it the most. 
And I got to tell you, even some of the ones that I've released of this episode or of this uh, show are are ones that, I, shockingly, were the ones that I just when I was like, no, I'm not doing it today. I'm putting it off till tomorrow because of whatever. It can, by the way, from it can be for anything from a personal thing to I'm just. I'm just, what if the next thing I see on Twitter is really good, and I miss it? But those have been some of, you know, the episodes that I ended up picking to go on the show. And I don't know, I thought I also had an idea of my of recording less of these, just so, you know, I wouldn't have to try and go through so many files and look at all this nonsense. And But I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. And I won't know, I don't think, for at least another year if any of this was even worth it. But I think, uh, I don't know. T- telling you all of that nonsense, if any of you followed me through that, thank you. I love you forever for that because that was a huge, I don't know what kind of digression that was. But I am the kind of, I tell you all of that to tell you, I know I am the kind of person that sometimes it takes me doing something forever for me to pull the smallest little nugget of knowledge out of it. But that nugget of knowledge makes, even though it seems small, is worth that year. It's worth that six months. It's worth it. It's worth the. It ends up making it worth the time you put into it. And I guess that is just a small bit of encouragement to anyone out there that is wanting to do something, whether it's a podcast or whether it's making art of some kind or writing a book or whatever it is, just especially in the times when you don't want to just do it. Even if you only, even if you're writing, just write a sentence, write a word, do anything. Cause I'll tell you this, I have, I have gone on and been like, I need to record. I'm going to do it. And I've recorded for two minutes and been just said, I'm done. I did it. And I don't know if that helps or not, but uh, I feel like it is doing it is better than not doing it. So that's all I got. If you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, you can do that at Table Dragger. If you want to send me an email, you can send me anything. Well, not anything, but if you just want to say hello, I'll write to you. You can do that uh, Table Dragger. Nope. Is that right? Dragging the... God dang it. All right, we're going to do a live lookup right now. Got so many freaking internet things happening uh, that I can't remember all my email addresses. Draggingthetablepodcast at gmail.com um, What else? Go If you liked, if you liked and or loved our hour, me and Zoomy. You know what? Whenever I say hour... Just know that I'm talking about my old recorder, the Zoom H5 that I love and am not sponsored by Zoom in any way, shape, or form, but this is such a great device, me and Zoomy. And what was I saying? Go to Cullah.com, C-U-L-L-A-H.com, if you liked and or loved the music you heard today at the beginning and end of the show. Uh, He had a new album just come out called Spectacula. It's nine tracks long. Some of the best nine tracks I've heard of from that guy. And I think I've listened to every album now. I think I've heard every album at least once now of his. And he's got a bunch of them. So, yeah. Color.com. Go see what he's got to offer you. It's all free. Well, the music is. 
if you want a dope hat, that's going to cost you, like, some money. I don't know how much. Uh, but that's it, I think. Uh, you know, I'm just going to... I've decided to lean into this. You may have noticed in the past couple of weeks, but I'm leaning into this goodbye phrase, and that is, keep dragging. Keep dragging.